If you run your business with the Entrepreneur's Operating System presented in the book Traction, you're going to enjoy this conversation with an integrator today. Even if you don't use EOS, you're going to appreciate our guest's perspective on how to make revenue growth consistent and predictable. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. Today, we're going to explore what you can do to make revenue growth consistent and predictable. As we begin, I want to make sure you are aware of a powerful new book written by one of the Revenue Growth Podcast's most popular guests, Meredith Elliott Powell. Her new book, Thrive, Strategies to Turn Uncertainty into Competitive Advantage, released this week. This incredible book is packed with ideas that will help you chart the course for a successful future. I highly recommend you grab copies of this book for both your leadership team and your best clients. So grab your copy today. Our guest for this episode is Bill Poole. Bill is my business partner at Convergo, a team that helps entrepreneurial companies develop and execute plans to accelerate their revenue growth. Bill and I run our business using the entrepreneurial operating system outlined in the book Traction by Gino Wickman. In this model, our business has two core leadership positions, visionary and integrator. As the visionary, I'm looking towards the future, developing new business models and building alliances. As the integrator, Bill is less concerned about the future and more aware of what's happening right now. His role is critical for execution. Today, Bill is going to share how he thinks as an integrator about revenue growth. Whether or not you use the EOS system to run your business, I think you're going to get a lot from this conversation. So grab a pen and a notepad and let's get ready to learn from Bill after a word from our sponsors. Bill, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Great to be here, Daryl. Well, hey, I've heard this so much is... about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of fun for everyone listening in. Bill is my business partner at Convergo. It's a company that provides growth strategy consulting and execution services for companies that use the EOS attraction methodology, the entrepreneur's operating system. And today we're going to have a great conversation, Bill, back and forth about an integrator's perspective on revenue growth. But as we start, we probably should bring the audience up to speed in terms of what is an integrator? What's a visionary and how does all of that work? That certainly changed my life. Yeah, absolutely, Daryl. Um, the visionary integrator relationship is something that I really wasn't aware of really in, until, uh, until I read the book. And uh, when we connected our two businesses, um, little did... Uh, 
I mean, I, I guess I didn't really know, uh, I didn't know the relationship at all. And, um, the two of us really fit that VI, uh, the, the perfect visionary integrator profile to, to be able to work together. So yes, yeah, so very, catch uh, very happy we found it. Well, most days, right? So to catch the, uh, catch the audience up to speed, um, Traction, the entrepreneur's operating system, is a model that tens of thousands of businesses use to streamline their operations. And the core, one of the core fundamental principles behind that is that every business needs two kinds of leaders, a visionary and an integrator. A visionary is somebody who's looking um, you know, three to five years into the future. An integrator is someone who's concerned about three to five days into the future and is the business uh, running well. That's my definition of it. I would, how would you define a visionary versus integrator? Yeah, that's a good question, Daryl. Uh, the visionary is the one that sees the vision and the integrator is the one that gets things done. Exactly. And you need both. And when it comes to revenue growth, uh, you definitely need both as well. You need a, a you need a long term perspective, and you need uh, consistent short term execution. And so, that's what we want to talk about today. And by the way, if you want to learn more about the visionary integrator relationship, a book that has profoundly changed my life, and I know yours as well, Bill, is a book called Rocket Fuel by Gino Wickman and Mark Winters. And I think that that um, is is a really really it's, I would say it's, it's probably changed my life, my business, maybe more than any other book in business um, in, in recognizing the importance of those two roles and understanding where I fit. Absolutely. Now, understanding, having those two roles um, in mind, really the sum of both of those uh, makes it uh, kind of the reason why we look, we like working with companies that are running on EOS is really threefold. They, the companies have goals. They have plans and they execute. So the, the goals and vision are, uh, you know, come to reality because of those three things. Before we landed on using EOS to operate our own business, we worked with a lot of businesses that, you know, maybe possibly had goals, but, you know, it really, it really did stop there. The execution and what was going on in business from day to day was not really aligned with where the business should have been going. Well, and that that right there brings us to our topic of conversation today, which we want to talk about an integrator's perspective on revenue growth. And so as you sit in the seat of an integrator, and just by way of context as well, um, Bill, you and I are partners in a company called Convergo.co that uh, works with EOS companies, companies that use EOS, helping them develop and execute revenue growth plans. Um, and so we have the context of our own business. We also have the context of businesses across multiple industries that we've been able to go in uh, together and, and help put together revenue growth plans for them. So that's the context in which we're coming to the conversation today. But I want to talk specifically today about your perspective as an integrator on revenue growth. You said that one of the challenges that you see happening um, right now is a lot of businesses have goals, but there's some really big missing pieces. So when you look at organizations as an integrator, Bill, I'm, I'm curious what you see are the, the biggest missing pieces when it comes to executing. 
Um, well, maybe even using our business as an example, Daryl, when we first started at this, and this is like anything, um, practice makes perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we may have had a uh, three-year vision or you know long-term vision, and I don't know that our day-to-day um, operation was as connected with that vision. Having been on the journey now for four or five years, uh, engaged an implementer to help as well. Mm-hmm. I'm really seeing how everything is pointed in the same direction. So uh, from an integrator's perspective, um, the it's a blueprint. I mean, have integrators like plans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when we merged our businesses, we didn't really have a plan to, to merge the businesses. And, uh, and I was not used to operating a, a business like the one that we were growing to be. And mm-hmm. it really, 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 I'm really thankful that we picked that book up and it gave a blueprint um, for that. And actually from a, from a different perspective, Daryl, I was talking with a, another company that is running on EOS um, and they actually do business valuations and they had uh, their integrator came down from, um, from Ford, from Ford Motor Company and was used to having you know, enterprise level documented type mm-hmm. processes. And she came into that business to provide the same sort of thing for that business and realized she found the book and she's like, wait a second, what am I doing here? Right. This is a, this is the guide. There's no reason to rewrite the book. Yeah. And I think what, what I really appreciate about you and, and your perspective in coming to this is, um, you know, as a visionary, I can, I, I love setting big goals. I love, um, you know, thinking about the direction of the company, but there is that place to stick with the Ford Motor Company and the vehicle um, analogy where the rubber hits the ro- road, right? And this is where, you know, we've got to connect with reality on this. And it, it seems like um, having a documented blueprint that's been backed up with documented processes for sales and marketing really is, is what takes a company and turns it from a great idea into a great company with great results. Absolutely. And that documentation uh, there, Daryl, really, um, as we recently, and we, we regularly go back and look at our core processes, that documentation mm-hmm. piece really does enable the, uh, the delegation and elevation to bring people into the business um, that are going to be able to be running on a track. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting just thinking about um, what Gina Wickman said in, in the book traction, he said that you can't, you can't, I'm paraphrasing here, but you can't improve something that isn't already put into a process. You can't improve a process that doesn't exist. You can't improve something that's not observable and measurable. And I think a lot of organizations um, are missing the boat in sales and marketing because what's being done in sales is just kind of, you know, more along the lines of, if I may use my Southern accent, y'all go out and sell something rather than, you know, here's the process. And marketing's not much different. I mean, say that in revenue growth engine, sales and marketing in a lot of companies are like the Wild West. But as an integrator, uh, I love how you're able to think through and look through the lens of process to, to make sales and marketing much more predictable. Yes, absolutely, Daryl. And from a sales perspective, as you know, you and I both do come from uh, sales backgrounds. Having a a proven process that you can rely on, where 
your the proven process is clearly documented. What happens in the gate to the next step is uh, is very clear. The proven process will shake out uh, folks that may not be good fits for the business. And there are, you know, there's a repeatable process. It's not so tight or so rigid that you don't you don't you don't have flexibility to deal with businesses of different, you know, different types of businesses, but that mm -hmm. flexibility really does allow for some creativity as well. Um, because you're, you know, that you're running on this track, right? If you're, you stay on the, the high level process, then you have an opportunity to be flexible and provide good ideas and win more, quite frankly. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk about process, another word that comes to mind, that's kind of similar, um, is just the concept of a framework, um, and I'm curious from your perspective, when you think about processes versus frameworks, um, how, do, how do you look at that? Because I know we talk a lot about frameworks. Um, frameworks are a bit more high level, right, from my perspective, um, and allow for a process to be carved out of a framework, right? A framework mm -hmm. is a, a foundation for a process, Beautiful. And we see that. And, you know, one of the things I really enjoy, especially as a visionary, um, is a variety of things we get to do. I know we're heading um, to do a growth strategy at a, a high level financial, high end financial services company. Uh, we've worked with manufacturers, we've worked with services organizations, uh, marketing companies, just all across the board. And what's really interesting is a lot of the frameworks that you're talking about in terms of of different sales frameworks, different marketing frameworks, whether you're driving net new or cross-selling, the high-level frameworks are the same. It's it's process that that actually gets where that gets customized and implemented down in these these specific industry applications. Absolutely. I and when we begin many of these engagements, Daryl, at least at the outset of it anyway, again, we have this high-level framework, start to work with a client and hear about their specific situation and you think like you know you know what this this client may have a challenging time fitting in the framework but not really uh the framework is uh because it is a framework is flexible enough to be able to handle all different situations so um yes we are extremely big on frameworks at convergo because it enables us to serve clients that have different challenges um and uh you know, and provide the right, help them implement the right process that are going to, that's going to drive the result that they need. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, really interesting work. And, you know, we're talking about now why process is so important to revenue growth. I want to flip that question on its head and let's look at it from the, the negative standpoint. What happens or what have you observed that happens to sales or marketing teams that don't have processes? Uh, one thing that's pretty common is you, um, if you think about a pipeline, Daryl, mm -hmm. um, and the revenue flow and the pi the the pipeline health is uh, is not steady. It's peaks and valleys and mountains instead of a you know instead of the uh, the ocean, the mm -hmm. horizon on the ocean, which is really where you want it. Having uh, repeatable processes and consistent processes in the sales and marketing organization drives that you know, takes the peaks and valleys and makes them flat and makes, makes it a lot easier for predictability. Um, so that, you know, the knobs that you're turning when you have 
those processes in place are high level knobs and not turning knobs on a deal or two, or mm-hmm. you know, you're not doing flavor of the month stuff because you're in a consistent, um, you know, you're consistently following the process. Well, I like that perspective of, of turning the knobs on individual deals uh, versus turning the knobs on the overall process. Cause I think a lot of times as sales leaders, you know, we'll get involved in, in, deals rather than getting involved in the sales process. We, we go down to ground level a lot. We're trying to tweak stuff for a specific deal. Whereas, um, you know, it's that old adage of work on the business instead of in the business. It's like work on the sales process instead of in the sales process. Um, you know, where you can actually, rather than just keep fixing it over and over and over again at the individual rep or individual deal level, you can actually take some of those lessons and use it to actually tweak and optimize the process, which now, you know, you get much more velocity through the pipeline. Absolutely. And if you have metrics that you look at those hot, those metrics and how they're trending enable you to turn those dials, those higher level dials, right? If you're measuring the conversion rates from one stage of your sales or proven process to the next, you know, if they're trending in the wrong direction, then, hey, that's an issue that needs to be, uh, that probably needs to be dealt with. But having having some some metrics in place really can enable you to look down on the business and make uh, make changes to that will be positive. Well, and there is a whole other category of, of perspective on this that I think you bring to the table as an integrator. Bill, you're always bringing to every discussion, you're hammering home, what's the metric? What are the measurables? What's the ROI? You know, I, as a visionary, of course, I'm like, this is a fantastic idea, right? But as an integrator, your perspective on this is, is show me, let's measure it. And if there's no process, you don't really have anything to consistently measure, which means you can't really gauge your results, right? Yeah, absolutely. If they're not metrics, then you're, you know, you're guessing if it, when it comes to you know, tweaking the business and making uh, making improvements over time, you're pretty much guessing if you don't have metrics in place. So the the metrics um, and you know high level metrics are you, you, your metrics are kind of like a pyramid, right? You, you're mm-hmm. going to have your your revenue is your high level numbers, which are on your VTO, and then your process metrics, which are in the the different core processes underneath that should be directly tied to those high level metrics. Well, and there is, there's, there is the perspective there of the integrators saying, let's, let's not just measure trailing indicators. How much did we sell? But let's also, let's also figure out what our leading indicators are. Like what are the metrics that are going to tell us, you know, are we healthy or are we not? And um, I'm curious your perspective. It seems to me like a lot of organizations that we see really don't have good leading indicators. Oh, absolutely, and that's one of the main principles behind traction. Is uh, you know if you're if you're running your business based on those resulting metrics, then you can't make decisions to improve them because they're trailing metrics. They already happened. Um, Picking and this again in our traction journey, our leading metrics have gotten better and better and better and better. And now, look, you know, leveraging our scorecard in our level ten meetings, if if the numbers off, then that's an issue, and we can 
peel it back because we have processes behind those metrics and we know where the issues might exist. But having those metrics and the processes that drive them really is the you know the the big idea from an integrator's perspective about uh, EOS and traction. Well, and this has been such a valuable thing, not only for our business but uh, many businesses that we serve. When you Yes, you got a you got a vision, but when that vision turns into a plan, that plan then is backed with processes, and those processes are backed with metrics, scorecard, leading indicators. Now you're able to look at the metrics, then you're able to optimize the process and adjust the plan as necessary. But this keeps, I mean, this has so many beyond the results. Um, this has so many benefits. One, one I see is organizations that are taking this um, approach to sales and marketing. They're not held hostage to the superstar sales reps per se, and they're not nervous about onboarding new reps because they know they can bring them into an existing process and teach to it rather than just hope they hired on some superstars that can get it done themselves without any guidance. Absolutely. That the um, the rep that succeeds without process and that superstar, I say in quotes, the superstar rep um, is a good uh, may not be the the superstar rep is probably not going to contribute as much to the health of the mm-hmm. long term health of the business as a great process that you can put uh, sales reps on to uh to carry out uh, and 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 manage their sales cycles. Yeah, fantastic! What a great conversation, Bill. As we wrap up, and this is this has been a lot of fun because we get to have these conversations together all the time. And I'm glad we're getting to share this conversation now with uh, the Revenue Growth Podcast audience. Um, as we wrap up, what are a couple things you would say to somebody that goes, "Wow, you know what? We we need to take some steps in this direction. Where's where's a good place to start?" Read the book if you haven't. You know we we're uh, big believers in in uh, in traction, and I also if depending on the size of the business as well, Daryl. Mm-hmm. If you've got multiple layers, you know if you've got twenty people plus in the organization, and you've got leadership, and then you've got departmental, um, you, you've got departmental folks that are uh, driving change as well. Um, I'd recommend con- seriously considering hiring an implementer to implement the ideas in, into your business. Yeah, I think that process mindset um, can really, really help out a lot of organizations. So, Bill, thank you so much for sharing your perspective uh, with us today. This is this has been really insightful, and I have a feeling you'll be back on the podcast to talk about some of these topics in more depth in the future. Great. Thank you, Daryl. Awesome. And thank you to everyone else in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience. You know, we've been saying throughout the, this whole podcast for the last year and a half, this is the time to drive and thrive. And right now, as we're moving our business forward, this is the time to innovate. This is the time uh, to look for new ideas. As we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, I encourage you to get Meredith Elliott Powell's new book, Thrive, Strategies to, to Turn Uncertainty into Competitive Advantage. You're going to get some fantastic ideas out of that. Um, if you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd share this podcast with your peers leave a review. And until next time, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. 
Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.